The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. How are you today? Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. Today, I'm going to challenge you to make a difference. Can you do that? Can you find a way to make a positive difference in your world today? Can you make a change within yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond? So for this hour... I want you to spend the time really listening. What you hear makes a difference. So how does it apply to you? Now, not to your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker, just you. You are the only person you can really change. And you are the only person that you are responsible for. You are the person that can truly make a difference. Yeah, I get it. You're busy. I'm busy too. We're all busy. We lead very busy lives. And I specialize in busy. What about you? But sometimes busy just means distracted, doesn't it? And distractions lead us away from our goals. They lead us away from the things that are most important to us. Are you taking for granted the people in your life and the actions that you take that are most important to you? Are you spending your energy on things that don't really matter? Now, what are the choices that you make in your world each and every day? When you make a decision as to how to spend your time, do you consider the impact that that decision will make? How do you touch the lives of the people you meet? Do you create sunshine wherever you are? Now, this morning, I looked at the weather map. There's a lot of rain out there. So there's a lot of people that need to create sunshine today. So let's start by making our own sunshine. What are you grateful for today? You know, I find this week I am really grateful for serendipity, the way that things just work out for the best. You know, a change in schedule, a cancellation, or a late client that allowed for something else to flow so easily to completion. I am noticing the natural flow of energies this week. I'm also grateful for the awesome body workers who are helping to resolve the injury in my arm. And most importantly, I am grateful for my mother's return to health this week. 
I'm grateful for all the prayers and loving thoughts that my family received this week during this time. And I have an awesome brother who just stayed on top of things every step of the way. And I also have a fabulous niece who helps us out and keeps up with the details of helping my mom return independently into her home at 96. I was noticing this morning, I took about 10 seconds to look at Facebook, and one of my friends posts a gratitude statement every day. And his gratitude this morning, because it is raining hard outside, is he said, Today, I'm grateful to be indoors. So many people have no place to go in this world. We are so blessed. And so with that, I want to introduce our guest this morning. Our guest is Emily Shank, and I'm not even going to do any history. I'm going to let her just come in and start to tell her story because she will remind us of how to create sunshine in our world. Good morning, Emily. Good morning, Mary Beth. How are you? I am great. It's a wonderful day. It is a wonderful day. Well, Emily, um, my whole purpose when I asked you to come on this show was about a post that you made on Facebook about fingernails. (laughs) And and I, I wonder if you would, you know, we'll just jump into the middle, start there, and then we'll go back to the beginning, if that's okay with you. That's fine with me. Okay, um, so, so tell us about that post about fingernails. Well, I posted that I just wondered if people really took the time to consider things that they already have to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned fingernails, that how, how do you scratch if you don't have a fingernail? How do you... Mm-hmm pick lint off of a coat if you don't have a fingernail. Um, how do you get a splinter out? You can't, you don't have anything to pry with. Mm-hmm. Um, and fingernails are just so nondescript. But when you don't have fingernails, they become a very important issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So take us back to the beginning. Where did this start? Well, in June, I found out I have cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, Was not walking. It had gone through my spine, onto my spinal cord. Um, Did some radiation, which gave me immediate relief. Um, But I'm dealing with the side effects of of chemo now. I've done my radiation, and I'm doing the chemo. Um, One of the drugs that... I'm on Taxotere, has side effects. They all have side effects, That everybody deals with the side effects different. Um, and one of the side effects of Taxotere is you lose your fingernails. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the fingernail thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, it, it struck me that there are a lot of things that you have faced in this diagnosis that many of the rest of us have no comprehension of. The the whole journey of a cancer diagnosis and the treatments that occur in cancer really change one's perspective, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the one thing that I've noticed 
from this experience um, is the fact that you certainly appreciate things to a much greater depth than you did before. Um, okay, I lost my hair, but the great thing is, look at all the money I've saved on haircuts, on shampoo, <laughs> on conditioners. I'm, I'm money ahead on this deal. And, and I might get curls, so there's a perm that I've saved. Um, there's really no point in being down or depressed or any of the negative things when you're diagnosed with cancer because there are so many pluses to it. It gives you a whole new vision on the things that are important, such as the fingernails. Fingernails. I know girls like long fingernails and they like to have them painted, but in the, the big scope of things, fingernails really aren't that important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of waiting to lose my toenails because they're kind of ugly anyway. <laughs> I No tears shed when those babies come off. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can just imagine that you'll be instructing your toes to grow prettier ones when well, they come of back. Course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> But, you know, nobody's really asked to see them, so it, it really doesn't matter anyway. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's um, one of the things that in chemo sometimes, uh, you know, there are so many little side effects that um, sometimes those aren't even talked about. Do you know, I mean, they tell you the big ones. They tell you, oh, this could kill you. But they don't tell you the little things that could temporarily at least, change your life, like losing your fingernails. And, yes, and it's those little things that you just you just have to deal with. Just right. take them as they come. Um, steroids change the way you look because mm-hmm. they really blow you up. Um, right. And probably out of all of the side effects, that's the one that I don't like. Uh, because I have noticed when I go to the grocery store, I'll be walking down the aisle and see someone that I know and have known for a long time, and I'll smile and start to speak to them, and they look away. They don't even recognize me. Mm-hmm. That's been hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, at this point, there's really no point in stopping them and say, hey, it's me, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> and you just kind of truck on and say, well, okay, they missed out on my wonderful lecture. But, uh, <laughs> um, well, I don't know, Em. Maybe we could get you a T-shirt that says, It's Emily. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Maybe that's why they, they know that and they're just, oh, no, not this again. <laughs> and turn and run. <laughs> so, Emily, in this in this process from the diagnosis till now, um, you've had just an incredible ability to um, kind of maintain that attitude of, you know, life is wonderful and to look for the things you're grateful for. Uh, when you first got the diagnosis, did you, were you normal? Did you kind of have a moment of shock and get scared and, you know, think all the, the horrible things and then write yourself? Or did you just take it in stride? Well, there was probably a moment of, what? Oh, mm-hmm. oh my, okay, I'm going to have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when when the chaplain would come into the hospital, I told him I really didn't know why I was on this journey, but I just hope I was smart enough to figure it out and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, w- I was getting ready to get dismissed from the hospital and found out I had MRSA in mm-hmm. my left arm, uh, which extended my hospital stay to a total of three weeks. Mm-hmm. They ended up removing a six-and-a-half-inch vein from my left arm mm-hmm. uh, just to get rid of the infection mm-hmm. because I couldn't do chemo with the infection. Yeah, with the infection there. Uh, three weeks is a long time to be in the hospital, but, man, did I meet a lot of nice people. The nurses, and they, they come in and they say, can we pray with you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> um and late in the middle of the night, the young aides would come in, and we'd talk about family relationships. Uh, we'd talk about boyfriend problems. We'd talk about, you know, I'm not young, so I, I think it's the grandma syndrome uh, <laughs> where they, they just want to come in and talk. Hey, no, that's fine. I'm up anyway. Mm-hmm. So the three weeks really wasn't a big issue. It was it just allowed me to meet a lot of really nice people. Mm-hmm. Uh, very uplifting. Very uplifting. Mm-hmm. And you've really taken that uh, um, beyond just in the hospital. I mean, you've you've taken that whole concept of relationship out into the world, even as you are still on this journey. Well, I've been kind of open with the fact that, yeah, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it kind of amazing that I had a girl call me whose friend had been diagnosed with cancer. And she was very upset. She did not know how to approach her friend. And I thought, wow. You know, this is this is a real issue because mm-hmm. I hasn't been that long ago that I've been on that side of the picture. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, okay, one thing: somebody with a terminal illness is not dead. <laughs> they're they're going through an an issue, but what they really want to be is normal. So mm-hmm. when you go up to them, don't give them the pity party. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear, hi, gee, I almost didn't know you without hair. And go on. Uh, mm-hmm. Treat them normal. Ask them out. Take them to a movie. Go out to eat. Take them a meal. Don't give them a pity party. They just want to be, they want to get in the old routine of being normal. And... Um, Someone with cancer, I posted that on Facebook, and someone with cancer thanked me. They said, you are so right. That's all we want to be is just a normal person. Don't mm-hmm. don't give us the pity. That's not what we want. I, many times I've heard um, people as they're, as they're walking through that journey um, of cancer or other life-threatening illnesses that they can't stand the look. It's not even the thing that people say. It's the look on their face. 
It's, that, it's the, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. 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 Uh, and r- rather than just, you know, just talk to me like you've always talked to me. Just, you know, tell me about your kids and tell me about what's happening and just talk to me. Right. And mm-hmm. I used the example of the cards that I got while I was in the hospital. Probably if if I had 10 cards in front of me, nine of those cards are going to say, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Mm-hmm. The, and, you know, after you open so many of those, you just look to see the name. Right. Don't even read them anymore. But if someone said, my cat ran off, I am so upset, but I found this card. You know, those are the ones that you read. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that give you the the chance to feel like, oh, yeah, I'm normal again. Um, and it's just a whole different way of thinking and and carrying out your day-to-day dealing with someone that has a terminal illness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, I, I hear you saying something, and... Um and I guess I'm going to challenge it a little bit, even though we are on the radio, is um, all cancers are not terminal. No, <sighs> but in, no, but in the person that does not have cancer, mind, it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where the problem is, because they can't go up and and just treat it like a cold. Mm-hmm. To them, they think it's oh, this is it, this is terminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think cancer patients think, oh, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, Emily, we need to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we'll continue this conversation. Okay, very good. Great. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You 
are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning on What Matters. Our guest is Emily Shank, and she has been sharing some of her her experiences on this incredible journey called cancer. So, Emily, right before we took a break, we were talking about kind of the difference in perspective. When you have cancer, you recognize it's not necessarily a terminal illness, and yet the general public thinks that once you have a diagnosis of cancer, no matter what the source or what the treatment, that it's automatically a death, death sentence. You're, you're going to die. Correct. Yeah. And that incongruity often leads to some difficulties in people being able to support you appropriately, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They, they don't think of it as a journey. They think of it as a death sentence. Mm-hmm. And it's, just not true it's just not true right and and especially now we have so many options so many ways that we know it'll work and yet yeah there's still some um some questions you know there's still some times when well we have this new medicine we don't know how it'll work with your body we can only say how it does in general and so i think that's been for you one of the um, one of the really awesome components of your journey is that your body really does know what to do with the medicine. Well, yeah, we we kind of have this talk daily <laughs> <laughs> about what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. Come on, body, let's do it. Um, mm-hmm. The drug that I'm on is is an old drug, and it's derived from tree bark. Uh, there's probably, I think the doctor said five or six new drugs that are in the same category, but the one I'm on is the oldest. He told us that most people can't tolerate the side effects of this drug for more than four treatments. Mm-hmm. I just finished treatment seven. Yeah. And he told me that I will take a break uh, after this because he's concerned about the bone marrow regenerating and he doesn't want to get into a problem with that. So I'm, I'm taking a six-week break in the treatment. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is the drug is working. I hate to admit that he probably was right in insisting on the, uh, the break because the, this last treatment has really hit me kind of hard. But side effects, the only side effects that I really get is being tired. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no nausea, no vomiting, none of that, but I just get tired. That's mm-hmm. okay. I like my recliner. It gives me a chance to sit down. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's okay. It, it, it works for me. So I'm very thankful for that. Oh, that, that is great. Um, you're... In this process, uh, you've done some interesting things to occupy your time. You're you're not working right now. You 
took the break to really do this journey and be uh, focused on your healing. And yet you're playing in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but let me just kind of correct you. I, I still am going in seven days a week. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That yeah. doesn't show up on Facebook, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I'm still doing the payroll. I'm still doing, um, but, you know, mid-morning I'm gone. Um, and I'm cooking. I uh, love cooking, love baking. I'm not real good at it, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of a, a little niche, like making soup and then finding someone to give some to. And it's It's just a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see all kinds of things that you're um, experimenting with on on the uh, in the kitchen. You, you're doing breads. You're you're doing all kinds of very interesting kinds of baking. Yeah, pretzels. Yeah, I have to thank Jane Marshall for that. I took one of her classes and uh, um, got one of her cookbooks, and it, it's just a fun thing to do. And I have time to do it. Because I'm mm-hmm. home now, so mm-hmm. this this whole journey has given me opened up a lot of interesting doors for me, which I really appreciate. And I I think again that's one of the um, for me in observing it's one of the interesting things. You know, we talk about always we're so busy, we're so busy. We fill our lives with so many things. We're so busy, and we tell ourselves there's no time. You shifted things so that you have time. You created some space so that when your body became tired, you could respond to that. You can rest. You can take a nap. You can, you know, do things gently throughout your day. And it also opened up a space for you to kind of play with some creative aspects of yourself and give voice to that. Give um, you know, give a space for you to be creative and to learn something new. And creating space. Yes. The other, the last snow we had, I pulled into the driveway after coming back home. And there's snow on the ground, and the sun was coming through the car window. I think I sat in the car for 45 minutes to an hour, and I watched a squirrel. I watched. It was just amazing. Um, that squirrel came down the tree, found a piece of cardboard, and chewed up the cardboard, stuffed it in his mouth, and then up the tree and over. And I, I found his nest just by sitting quietly and watching. I don't know how many trips that squirrel made down, got the cardboard, chewed it up, made a ball, stuck it in its mouth, and it was just so interesting to watch. I thought, wow, you know, people just don't take time to enjoy those kind of things that are they're there. We just don't take time to look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again... The whole experience of this journey allowed you to open your eyes. I mean, before this started, would you have taken the time? No. Sit and watch a squirrel? 
No, I would not have been in my car that long because mm-hmm. of the time factor. Uh, I've got to get the laundry in or in the dryer or uh, got to get into the store or got to run this errand or got to, got to, got to, got to. And mm-hmm. now it's just, there's so many things out there, little things to be thankful for that you just don't take the time to notice and appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, like your fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> right, like your fingernails. Right, the little things. Right. And, and you know, I guess I've seen that um, repeatedly, that, that you are calling attention to the little things in our lives. You're... You know, kind of putting it out there. It's not just the fingernails, although that one to me was the most dramatic and, and, you know, reminded me again, uh, years ago, a colleague of mine, um, had to come through a, a breast cancer, um, diagnosis. And she, in her journey, um, she was sharing with me that she was going to write a book and she was going to, she, the topic of the book was going to be the humorous side of cancer. And, you know, even at the time I started giggling because I thought, oh, it's never going to sell because people will not, not believe you. And, <laughs> but, you know, she, she talked about the things that people don't tell you. You know, they don't tell you that, you know, with certain drugs, not only will you lose your hair, you'll lose your eyebrows and your fingernails. Um, and, and in that, um, statement, you know, she was, she was talking about kind of how she'd, uh, coped with humor and made fun of things. And she told me that when she was receiving chemo, she didn't call off work on the days she felt crappy. Um, she had a job that didn't require a lot of people interaction. It was sitting at a computer and just kind of interacting with the computer. And so on the days that she was going to feel bad, she went to work. I mean, she was just going to sit, whether she sat at home or sat in front of her computer, it didn't matter. But on the days that she felt good, she'd call in. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd say, I'm not going to come to work today. And and just like you, you know how people, they get that pity party thing. Oh, do you feel bad? And she'd say, no, I have cancer. Have you forgotten? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. I'm having a good day. I want to go to lunch with someone. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that's exactly what she did. I mean, you know, even with the you know the requirements of she still needed to work but um she took those days off to appreciate life and to live her life and enjoy her life and it was a a whole different perspective it's it's sad that an illness has to bring that to the forefront it's it's sad that people don't realize the importance of that before you get a diagnosis, mm-hmm. but it certainly does make it bring it to the forefront when you when you get that diagnosis. You you realize you, there are so many things that just really aren't that important. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't sweat the small stuff. Uh, get on with the things that are really important. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, until. We get uh, that kind of awakening, whether it's because of someone we know or our own experience. I think sometimes we don't even know what's important. <laughs> I think that's yep. probably very true, Mary Beth. Um, yep. Yeah, we, don't we take the time to to consider what is really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, a friend of mine always says, does it affect eternity? And I like that. I, I like using that as a way of setting priorities. Yeah, in a, in a year, is anybody going to care about this? Right. Uh, Will you even so. remember it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Will you remember a year from now whether the laundry got done today? Right. Yeah, <laughs> is it really that important? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of gets you off dead center and lets you move on to the things that might make a difference. Mm-hmm. Phoning a friend or taking cookies to someone or... Uh, dishing out a bowl of soup, uh, just, it's those little things that really matter. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel so good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to have accomplished something. Bring a smile to somebody that's not expecting it. You know, I'm, I'm remembering that you didn't change to be this giving person just with this diagnosis. So you came into this journey with a heart that was open, with um, with a willingness to look to other people, to see how you can be of service to someone in need. You've always been that. I think the diagnosis of cancer allowed you to give yourself permission to be that even more. Well, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. Maybe that's true. But I know now I I receive so much pleasure from doing that, and I don't remember that from before. Yeah, but I remember a... um, uh, a request for assistance for a family living out of their car that came from you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's going back a little bit, yeah. Uh-huh. But it is who you are. You look to how can you make a difference in the world. And now you have an awareness and an intentionality in how can you make a difference in the world. Well, I don't know about the world, Mary Beth, but it sure, you know, one person at a time just feels really good. Yeah, but that is the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Indirectly, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. So, but see, Emily, I guess my my point in in bringing that up is that um sometimes when we hear other people's stories, um, we tend to highlight the people that do big and great things. You know, they start a movement, they lobby Congress, they, you know, they do these big things. And we think to ourselves, I could never do that. I'm not, I'm not that public. I'm not that smart. I'm not that whatever. I could never do that. But I, I think it's important for us to recognize that we all can do something for someone else. And it's not the big things necessarily. It's the little things. It, it is. is. Yeah. yeah, it's one person. But that makes all the difference to that one person. 
everybody's on a journey of some kind. Mm-hmm. And everybody needs a smile, a, a door opens, uh, let me carry that sack for you. Everybody needs just a little touch. And it's so easy to do, and it doesn't require any money. Uh, <laughs> it just takes that one important thing, time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we all have some time. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we really do. Because some of those things aren't even a lot of time. As you said, a smile doesn't take any time at all. No. No. Holding a door for someone or helping them carry something, that doesn't take any time. And it, and it means so much to that person that's receiving. Um, they might turn around and do something nice themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's been an important lesson for me is to learn that since I have received this diagnosis, so many people are so kind. Uh, I've received so many gestures of kindness that it's just, it really warms you from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good, but, you know, sometimes it's not easy to accept. But uh, it's true that they, they will do it if you permit it, if you allow it. Mhm. Mhm. And was that also a lesson for you to receive? Oh, yes, much tough, much tougher than giving. Mhm. Mhm. Um, I struggled with that a lot. Uh shed a lot of tears over that when someone would do something that was way out of the the norm. Um I I just couldn't deal with it. I thought, "Oh, yeah, they well, what am I supposed to do with this?" I thought, "Well, maybe to say thank you." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, would be a nice gesture. Right. Uh, yes, right. I found that very difficult. Uh, was, I guess, too independent and too much. I can do it on my own type. And mm-hmm. you have to receive some of that was very difficult for me. Emily, I want to come back to that topic. We do need to take a short break. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. 
Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our guest has been Emily Shank, and she's been sharing with us her journey uh, through a diagnosis and treatment of cancer. Um, and, you know, Emily has been so good about sharing with us how to, how to pay attention. Just pay attention to our lives. Pay attention to the, the little things that we take for granted. And also how to let go of the things that don't really matter. Emily, when we took our break, we, we were talking a little bit about the receiving end of this diagnosis. The accepting help, the saying thank you when someone uh, did something out of the ordinary for you. How did that begin to change you when you recognized that, that part of the journey is not about giving but receiving? And as you worked through that, how has that changed you? I guess you have to realize that it's okay to let other people experience that. And it's a whole different ball game because when you're used to giving, doing, taking care of yourself, doing all, and all of a sudden someone, it's kind of like they come up and smack you in the back of the head and instead of saying you should have had a V8, they're saying, let me do this for you. Uh, and it, it's very unsettling, but it's a way of accepting that, hey, it is okay. I am allowed to experience this. I'm allowed to let them give to me whatever it is, and it's okay. Um, be thankful, be grateful be appreciative, and it, it, it's just a whole a whole new thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. You know, we um, all of us enjoy the experience of giving because it feels so good. But we forget that in order for us to give, someone has to receive. And when we fail to receive a gift from another, we deny them that experience, that blessing of being the servant. Yes, and it's it's kind of a wake up call, but it it was a big step for me because I I never felt needy. I never mm. felt you, you think of people that are living on the street is oh they need it, and I never considered myself needy, and. Mm-hmm. For someone to go way out of their way to uh, do something 
before me was just, oh my goodness, what, they think I'm on the streets now? <laughs> um, so it was a, a big, big learning curve for me. Um, and I hope I'm better with it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I do understand, I've been on the other side, and I do understand the pleasure of doing that. It's very rewarding, very uh, fulfilling, and it feels so good. But mm-hmm. like you said, in order for that to happen, someone has to, you've got to be willing to receive it too. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, in, in this journey of life, that there are... Um, there are lessons that we have to get. And one of the lessons really is about asking for help and receiving help. And we can get that in our day-to-day lives, or we can wait for the two-by-four to smack us in the head. True. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, give us some huge wake-up call. Um, but, you know, somewhere in there, we have to learn that we are – beings that exchange with each other. It's not all one-sided. I think there are different degrees of needing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just because someone is not on the street doesn't mean that they don't need. Right. There are people that are hurting that are experiencing difficulties that don't appear to be needy, but they still still do need. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily, I have a question from a listener, um, and her her question was about um, kind of the the mental aspect of this. Now we have um, just you know several minutes yet before we close, but I do want to talk about that. It is um, was was it a challenge for you to kind of keep your head um, in a positive place, or it, did were there thoughts that nagged at you that you had to work through? Mary Beth, I have felt blessed from day one on this. When I go in for my chemo treatment, I am so blessed. I am so thankful. I am there two hours. There are people that are there for the day. And I Mm. think, oh, I am so okay. I have to be on this road. I get that. But every step, everything, there is, I'm just fortunate to be where I am on this journey. Um, Mental issues have not been a a problem for me because all you have to do is just kind of look over your shoulder and there's, oh, that poor little old man, he has to be here six hours. Oh, I feel so sorry for him. Um, You know, I'm fortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, mental problems dealing with any of this has, has not been an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's just too many good things for me. Mm-hmm. And you've really had two, um, for, from my perspective, I think you've had two very crucial components in this journey. One is your faith, and the other is the support of people who love and appreciate you. And I've watched you turn that around um, in sharing that faith with others and also in sharing the support. You actually um, kind of spearheaded a, a, 
a group coming together in the small town that you live in um, for support of people who are uh, going through a diagnosis of cancer. That is one of my goals, yes, to get a support group together for cancer patients. Mm -hmm. So we can just kind of sit around and talk, and we can talk about fingernails. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll cry. Maybe we'll laugh. Maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but that is one of my goals: is to put this together so we could meet maybe once a month and just. The people that are just getting the diagnosis need to hear what other people have. They've been through these waters, and we can help. We can mm-hmm. talk. Even though every treatment is different and everybody reacts differently to the treatment, there's still a lot of comfort in sisters and brothers that are, have been there, have done that. Mm-hmm. 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 So, and. And for you, again, the support, you know, people that just reach out and and affirm you and uh, kind of cheer you on and, you know, keep going, Em, keep going. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I am just, I'm working with a Relay for Life here in Breville County. And they told us to, to get survivors uh, to walk the track of, uh, when they have the Relay for Life in June. Mm-hmm. And so I put it on Facebook. Uh, I need names of people who have been diagnosed with cancer. Um, the American Cancer Society deems them, once you have the diagnosis, you are a survivor. Mm-hmm. I am amazed at the people that will come up to me and say, when I was going through treatment, I mean, these it's amazing how many people have, have been there, have done this. And I don't know if 10 years ago nobody ever talked about it, or, but it's just amazing to me that so many people are out there and have done this, mm-hmm. and they've never even mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Which actually speaks again to... It's a survivable illness, perhaps a chronic illness, but for many people, not even a chronic illness. It's a, it's a difficult time. It's a journey. And yet then you move on. Absolutely. The flu is a journey too. You know, right. It just doesn't last as long and maybe not as serious, but it's a journey too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a journey with Similar lessons, just shorter. <laughs> yeah, if you're paying attention, you've got to pay right. attention. Right, right. You know, there's many, many blessings to be had from any journey you're on if you just take the time to listen and appreciate mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think that's truly our message this morning, Emily. We, we have just a few more minutes till we close, but, you know, truly the message for all of our listeners is to pay attention to to live in this moment and appreciate the little things. Would it's, you say that's true? That's very true. There's many blessings out there if you just slow down, listen, mm-hmm. and enjoy them. They're there. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this morning I um, I saw a, a quote from Dr. Joe Vitale, and I love this line because you know for some people they consider uh, miracles again to be big things, to be you know like the the lightning bolt zap. And um, his quote was, "Would you like to see a miracle? Go look in the mirror." Oh yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is so true. Mm-hmm. So true. Mm-hmm. Well, Emily, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners or want to make sure that they hear from this conversation this morning? <sighs> Go out and enjoy the day. Make it special for someone else. <laughs> you know, and that is always the call to action that, that we do at the end of this show is about making this, be in charge of your day, be in charge of the actions you take, the conversations you have, be present to that and, you know, create a day of joy. That's right. You know, I got a free car wash this morning. I don't know about you all, but I got a free car wash. It's a good day. How cool. (laughs) (laughs) You think it got the salt off? (laughs) I don't know. I'll see when I go out there. Yeah, that was a really heavy rain. (laughs) It was. It was. I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, again, I want to just challenge all of our listeners. Emily, thank you so much for coming on the air this morning and sharing your insight with us and your experience. Um, And just that, that wonderful perspective on the blessings of life. And I know I appreciate it and I know our listeners do. Thank you, Mary Beth. It's been fun. Good. And so with that, then, to all of our listeners, pay attention. Make this the day that you want to have. Take these little things that we've talked about and notice the blessings in your life. Notice the tiny things that are so important that you've never thought of before. And then make yourself the sunshine in someone else's life. Go out there. Make it a great day. You deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. 